How much of this food do I need so it kills me? Well, guess what? A recent study showed that in the United States, 12% of the emergency hospital visits, emergency hospital visits, are because of gastrointestinal issues. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high-performance mind, body, and lifestyle. In today's podcast, I am joined by Wade Lightheart. He is an author, athlete, nutritionist, and expert on fixing digestion. So if you've got any questions in relation to digestion or whether you should be taking things like digestive enzymes to support you, then your questions are going to be answered in today's episode. Wade is a three-time Canadian national all-natural bodybuilding champion who competed as a vegetarian. He's a former Mr. Universe competitor. He's host of the Awesome Health podcast, and he's one of the world's premier authorities on natural nutrition and training methods. He majored in sports science at the University of New Brunswick, and he's authored numerous books on health, nutrition, and exercise, which have sold in over 80 countries. He also serves as an advisor to the American Anti-Cancer Institute and is the co-founder and president at BiOptimizers, a digestive and health optimization company. They also make one of my favorite magnesium products as it contains seven different forms of magnesium. So if you haven't tried magnesium breakthrough, um, I've really noticed a difference since taking it, as have many of my clients, both in terms of energy levels relaxation, um, better sleep. So many, actually. It's been amazing since I started taking it. So I highly recommend it. And Wade has very kindly arranged for everyone to have 10% off um, any of his supplements at Bioptimizers. So if you want to check them out, if you go to bioptimizers.com forward slash Angela and then type in code Angela10 at checkout, you'll get 10% off their awesome range of supplements. But without further ado, let me introduce you to Wade because he is going to take you through the science behind his supplements and why they work so well. And you'll also find out, interestingly, why we should all, in fact, be taking digestive enzymes. It's not something that I had really taken on a regular basis until I started chatting to Wade. Um, But he dives into the science of how we would have been getting enzymes had we been eating a more raw food-based diet, as many animals do, and why we actually might need that digestive support and how it can actually help us neutrify ourselves, essentially, and really extract both the macronutrients in terms of things like protein and fats from our food and utilize them as energy in the mitochondria, but also really absorb all of the vitamins and minerals from our diet as well. So I think you're going to really, really enjoy this um, episode. It's been fascinating talking to Wade. Uh, He's been in the health industry for over 25 years and has coached thousands of clients. And he's sought out by athletes and high performance oriented individuals worldwide for his advice on how to optimize their health and fitness levels. So have a listen. We go into fat loss, we go into digestion, we go into why magnesium is so important and a whole lot more. So without further ado, let me introduce you now to Wade Lightheart. 
So I am super excited to be joined today by Wade Lightheart, who is the co-founder of Buy Optimizers, who I discovered a few um, a few months back, actually. And I've been taking their supplements, which I think are absolutely awesome and been experimenting. And Wade um, has a very good strategy in terms of bio-optimization that I'm really excited to talk to you about. So welcome to the show, Wade. It's so great to have you here today. Well, thank you so much. Great to be here. Yeah, it's amazing. So let's start with your journey because it's an interesting one. You used to compete for Mr. Universe. How did you go from that to, to this? Well, you know, um, when I was 15, three things happened in my life very at a very short period of time. One, um, we moved to a rural place. And I mean, rural, it was five miles up a mountain on a dirt road and the telephone poles ended on my like five miles to my nearest wow. neighbor and then 55 miles from the nearest city. And so in the middle of the Canadian woods in a place called New Brunswick. And so I wasn't really happy about that as a 15 year old. My parents were taking care of this beautiful resort for a wealthy businessman, but uh, that wasn't, so my lot in life had changed. It gave me a lot of time to be by myself. Second, at the same time, my sister was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease, which is cancer of the lymph nodes. And I watched her go through the medical model for four years before she died at the age of 22. She was oh. four years my senior. So I learned through that tragedy, number one, your health isn't a guarantee. And number one, your life isn't a guarantee. And that set in motion uh, desire to learn what made the body health and grow and it also and, and function properly, but it also set in course that I was uh, willing to do a lot more different things than maybe the normal path because I realized the impermanence of this existence. And then the third thing that happened is she gave me a bodybuilding magazine at that time and had a Mr. California Troy Ducato on it and two beautiful girls in bikinis. And I'd never seen anything quite like this and driven mad by testosterone as every 15 year old boy is. I was like, <laughs> wow, maybe if I get these muscles, I could get these girls. So I bought the Joe Weider lie, as they say. And I started, I built a barn in my garage, like in my barn and started training. It was like sawhorse. It was very crude sawhorses and cement sets. And I made pulleys with poles that with the things would hit me in the face and everything, but it didn't matter. I had a dream and I started reading Arnold Schwarzenegger books and his book, Education of a Bodybuilder said that you can achieve anything in life if you have hard work, self-discipline and a positive attitude. And here was a guy that was the world's most famous bodybuilder. He was the world's most famous actor at the time. He was living in California. He had a beautiful wife and the kids and you know, they had the whole nine years. You're like, okay. Living the dream. Everybody that I knew worked hard. But nobody told me about positive attitudes and mm. self-discipline. And so I took that on and went to university and studied exercise physiology and nutrition and then worked in various aspects of the, the industry. And as I kept training, and even though I didn't have the best genetics and even though I wasn't that good at it, after 16 years, I got to represent my country at the Mr. Universe after winning all my state and local and national shows and then um, realized my dream. And, but after that contest, I gained 42 pounds of fat and water in 11 weeks. I had a total physical meltdown. And, my, and I met a medical doctor and his name was Dr. O'Brien and he was in his seventies and he was just vibrant and healthy and he could look right through and he'd overcome cirrhosis of the liver and he'd overcome colon cancer and he'd helped all these people come through these things. And I went to his seminar and he blew me away and he told me a lot of things that I didn't hear, hadn't heard of, didn't know and challenged my belief systems. And I went, I went to him after the lecture and I said, 
Dr. O'Brien, I don't get it. I've, I've got 16 years of discipline. I've reached the pinnacle of aesthetic development and performance or the cosmetic ideal of fitness, mm. if you will. I've got the best coach in the world. I've done everything I'm supposed to do and I'm a physical wreck. What happened? He says, ah, it's kind of like the movie, like, you know, where they're like, ah, oh, grasshopper, you are ready for the lesson. You know, it's kind of like that. It's, he says to me, that changed my life. He said, wait, you've learned to build the body from the outside in. I'm going to teach you how to build the body from the inside out. And from that point, he taught me about digestion. He taught me about why it had been disrupted in history and what had happened to our food supply and why we needed things like enzymes and why we needed things like bacteria and all these minerals and elements that weren't available because of soil depletion. And I applied his philosophy. I went into it full force, spent a whack of money, went on a rough, did everything that he said. In six months time, not only had I reclaimed my health, but I had uh, my physique was back better than ever. And I had a new level of vibrancy. I had better cognitive. I didn't have the joint pain that was associated with that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any, like I, I, I discovered healthy, high performance. Matt and I founded our company by optimizers around that time. It wasn't called that. It was a bodybuilding site um, for, for bodybuilders. And over the next four years, we coached 15,000 people worldwide on that site with their courses. And we got an incredible amount of data and feedback from all of these people who were giving us, you know, what their journals were, what was happening, what was the dietary stuff, what the impact and they changed their digestion and all these other things. And in 2007, I made a comeback. I unretired from bodybuilding, came back in, applied everything that I'd learned over those four years, got in shape in a ridiculous amount of time for, and there's in shape and then there's contest shape. And then there's world championship and they're very, very different yeah. levels of commitment. And I blew through all of those, went back to the world, got fifth in the world, which was better than my first time and didn't have the crash, didn't have the weight gain, didn't feel bad on the way to the show, resolved the issues that I needed to resolve four years prior. And at that point I re-retired, said, I'm done with that. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life dedicating the application of these principles to the general public in the world because I knew where the general public in the world was going. I just got there faster than most people. What and an sure amazing enough. story. What an yeah. amazing story. Can, yeah. I, can I ask you, I just, there's I've got questions before we dive sure. into like the yeah. company and bioptimizers. So the first time you did it, because um, often we'll look at bodybuilders, right? And they might look aesthetically, they look amazing and they look healthy per se but maybe part of that's the spray tan that goes with it but they're not healthy are they on the inside but the second time you did it you were healthy on the inside and out right and actually you got better results doing it that way and that's that must be inspiring to a lot of people um were you having to restrict and use the kind of unhealthy so use none of the unhealthy strategies that, that would have been used. The, the second, the, the, yeah, the, the, the second world championships, I completely did everything different. And keep in mind, in the first, so, so I'll, I'll backdate and I'll, I'll work out some nuances. I originally retired in 1998 because I felt that bodybuilding had devolved into a drug cult. Okay. I didn't want any part of that. I was like, you know, if in order for me to be a champion, I'm going to have to take massive amount of drugs and beyond steroids and beyond GH and be like, it's, it's a whole cornucopia 
And just for people to know, it's like that in a lot of sports. And I think a lot of people are under the illusion that it isn't. It really is. It's at, at the world championship level. It's uh, part of it is how good your chemists are and can you beat the tests and things like that. Um, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to follow it and take, so I, ret I, I retired, but then drug tested competitions came in. I said, well, that flattens the field a little bit. And I decided that I would say, oh, can I win a national champion as a vegetarian? So I did. But when I was doing that vegetarian from the first time, I was trying to apply a meeting mentality and I used whey protein as a, a dairy product in order to, to set my, to give myself, quote unquote, the amount of protein I needed in order to recover. Because the training for that is brutal and the diet is brutal. Anybody that's been there, you go into super physiological low body fat levels and you're, you're fighting biology you're fighting evolutionary but like you're fighting millions of years of evolution it's very difficult and that process the things the gaps in what i didn't know because i was trying to do something that no one had ever done well that set me up for failure you know i i really really that's what screwed me up that's what screwed up my digestion that's what screwed up my body and I was lucky and found Dr. O'Brien and fixed it and then came full circle. And it took me four years to figure out it. It was very difficult. We had to develop our own products. We had to develop proteolytic enzymes and proteolytic probiotics. We had to develop training methodologies. And I was into biohacking back then. I had a holistic health clinic where I was doing infrared saunas and hyperbaric chambers. And I was doing electro... Uh, magnetic stimulation EM. And this is which year, Matt? When are we? Oh, this is oh, this is back in uh, this is back in the two thousands. Oh wow! So, okay, so yeah, this is yeah, early. Two, yeah, that's, yeah, that's we were, normal now, but it wasn't then. Yeah, when we wrote our book in two thousand and four, um, which was funny enough, was called Freaky Big Naturally. We wrote about all this stuff. We wrote about mind machines and stimulation and frequencies and all these you know hot cold white all these kind of wild things that were really radical to the population. So Matt and I like to think, you know, as bodybuilders were the original biohackers. And I think they, there's a long history of that. If you go back to Vince Garanda, who was a physique coach and a Mr. Universe competitor, first guy to be really ripped, like just peeled. And they didn't know what to do with him at the Mr. Universe in 1945. He became a coach here in California and he was doing ketogenic diets, for example, in the 1940s. You know, and then he and then he was switching them with alkalizing diets and he was using glandulars and he was doing he was doing all these really wild things. Um, and, uh, you know, so what a lot of people think is new is not really new. The, the, no. the tech, the tech improves. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's more but accessible, the but it's been there. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm curious before we dive into the details, when you look at being low, really low body fat, this presumably also has a genetic component to a degree, because like we were saying, some people just have that more gifted. I noticed, for example, that with myself, it's pretty easy to stay low body fat, at, like for a woman at 15, 16%. That would be aspirational for a lot of women. They'd have to work extremely hard. And I think that is slightly unfair, right? Some people, it just seems easier to stay lean and healthy. I'm not saying I don't pay attention to my diet. Of course I do. It's, you know, one of the cornerstones of what I do. But um, have you found that, that some people actually find it much, much harder to get that lean? Oh, absolutely. And we know this in sports. It's like, uh, if you talk to NFL football players, there's a great example, very high level sports. So it's like, you're born fast or you're not. <laughs> you <know? laughs> it's like, 
I think it, I think they did a survey um, uh, back in the in, in the early 1990s, which I was in. And of course, these aren't popular things to say, but they actually traced that it was over 90% of the 100 meter finalists in the world were genetics could be chased within a 90 mile radius in the Caribbean. Wow. So wow. there, you know, so, so there's these outlier situations mm. that happen and, and then there are, there are predispositions and, you know, there's the classical types of the bodies, the ectos, the endos and the mesos, and then the variants and people are usually a mix, but there are these pure freaks out mm. there, you know, and there are people that are naturally lean and there are people that are naturally fat that doesn't mean that you can't achieve a healthy look for you and a healthy body. I think where people get themselves in trouble is when they wrap up all of their identification and how they look aesthetically. Mm. Okay. As opposed to working with what they have and improving their aesthetics, they, they're saying, I want to look like, you know, a, 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 such and such on a model of a magazine, but maybe that's not the body type. So I, it's really important for people to get an awareness of the body type that they are and find someone within that range that you can aspire to be to. I don't say that you shouldn't aspire to be something to motivate because the mind needs those aspirational goals. But don't, if you are a muscular woman, let's say, and mm -hmm. you know, I know some, right? This is a percentage mm -hmm. uh, that are just, they just build muscle easily. They become trying to maybe look like, say you do, who's, you know, that classical slender kind of woman, you know, that sort of thing. That, well, that's a recipe for disaster. It'd yeah. be the same thing if you're trying to go out and try and be a power lifter. Probably yeah. not going to work out that well. And that's not, <laughs> it probably isn't. And that's not a slight on anybody. Mm. And that's what people have to, it's not personal. God gave you this body for whatever reason and whatever challenges come up in your life and obstacles, well, that's your opportunity to dive deep because everybody I know that's in this health industry that does really well, it's because they had to overcome some crazy obstacle. Yeah, and, that's true. And, yeah, and I'm true. sure you've had your own obstacle. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Absolutely true. Yeah. Um, so talking about, let's stick with metabolism then for a bit because you obviously have some supplements that can really help with metabolism and optimizing that. But what have you found, let's talk about in terms of your own experience. So when you were going through this journey and you were coming back, how did you find was or what combination of things helped you really stoke that metabolic fire and get it functioning efficiently so that you could be as lean as you wanted to be? What did you, and you said you had to create some of your own stuff along the way to do it. What were the key things so that anyone listening can think, why well, I can actually go out and try this? Yeah. First and foremost, you cannot supplement your way out of a bad diet or a bad mm, lifestyle. And point. I want to be very clear about that. The, and when it comes to your best performance or your best self, uh, training and diet are the foundational factors. We have three areas that we have a triangle, it's aesthetics, performance, and health. And, you know, I did the aesthetics and performance version with it, assuming I had health until I lost it. And then I realized, oh, there's some things I need to do. And there are different times in life where you might focus on one area or another. If you're a mother with a child, mm -hmm. you know what? Your health is going to take a hit. You got to do whatever you can to mitigate it. But the, but the cost of having a child is very significant on the, on the physiological responses. And so you need to spend a lot of time on your health at that time and maybe handling the performance side. And can you get up and feed the baby? 18 times a day and all that. So that's a performance parameter relative to motherhood. 
that, you know what, maybe you're not going to be your aesthetic idea mm. at that moment. That's not the time to be starving yourself or dying or trying to get to sub body fat levels. Uh, likewise, for me, when you're competing in a competition, I want to be very clear, it has nothing to do with health. It has to do with performance. And all aesthetics is performance. Now, ideally, you want to have a healthy, high performance, and that's what we develop later on. But the methodologies that were in play would compromise your health. Absolutely. There's no, there's no way around it. So we wanted to alleviate that while maximizing performance. And to do so, especially on a, the, the diet I had, because the diet I had, did, I, had no, I had no proteins from any meat products or any egg products or nothing. I actually, my second, uh, my second world championships, I did on a raw food diet just to prove I could do it. Wow. <laughs> so I had to develop proteolytic enzymes. Matt and I developed proteolytic enzymes, uh, digestive enzymes so that I could break down the plant matter, break down the, um, the protein into the amino acids because you need it, not the protein, you need the amino acids to your muscle tissue. I got, um, my gut had been blown out before. We had developed a patented probiotic strain that was breaking down any potential undigested proteins in my body and keeping my immune system high. We were using a variety of uh, liquid monoatomic minerals to make sure that my DNA was getting all of the electrical signals from cell to cell signaling. I mean, you name it. We were, we were, we were doing everything on top of the hyperbaric chambers, on top of the infrared saunas and the mini trampolines and the chiropractic adjustments and everything. Be going to the world-class level, to be a world champion and even to even get to the world champion, you have to go above and beyond anything. But like Formula One car driving, I'll use that as an example. I mean, these are crazy guys driving around a track at like 150, 200 miles an hour, right? They make a mistake, smash, they smash a car into a wall and they do this over and over again. And through the extreme levels of, of, of what's happened to that car or what they learn at those extreme levels, that technology trickles down is in, and is now in the car that you drive your kids to school with and the way the brakes work and the way the car handles and signaling systems and engines. All of that has been brought down from that racing tradition to make your experience driving your kids to school a lot safer. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that we've done at Bioptimizers. We've pushed the performance edge as far as we can, and we continue to do that. But we take that back and then we plug it into, well, how do I look the best I want to do? And how do, we, how do I have the aesthetics that I aspire to be uh, with the body type that I have? And so there's a balance to it. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. And you talk about, I was looking at your three principles in terms of assimilation, nutrification, and then you get the bio-optimization and about how many people don't have the enzymes, right, to actually break down the food. So it doesn't matter how healthy they're eating, they're still maybe not getting the maximum from their foods if their digestion is some way impaired. Can we talk about that a little, a little bit? Because obviously people suffer with different things, right? Everyone's talking about the microbiome at the moment. It's a hot topic. Nobody really fully understands it at this point. It's very much developing, isn't it, still in terms of where we can get to. And then other people have things like maybe they might have a bit of SIBO or they have acid reflux. Um, is there any concern as well with taking something like digestive enzymes that you then inhibit in any way the body's own production of enzymes if you keep giving enzymes with each meal, for example, and what's the best way to use them? Because I beautiful. know you put a huge amount of research into it. Yeah, beautiful question. And I would encourage people to read uh, Dr. Hal's Enzyme Nutrition or 
his other book, Food Enzymes for Health and Longevity, where he mm -hmm. ran all of those experiments um, with a whole host of species. And um, he had a theory that you have uh, an enzyme bank account, another the total amount of enzymes inside the body that allows you to write so many metabolic checks. And when it dips below a certain point, you'll start to see the degeneration of various organs or systems within the body and eventually leading to aging, disease, and death. Enzymes are part of the natural makeup of living organisms. The difference between stones, plants, and people is enzymes. Enzymes are the workers of the body. They write all of the chemical checks. In other words, every chemical reaction requires an enzyme. There's over 25,000 different enzymatic reactions that they're aware of and probably thousands more that they'll figure out later on. These units, they're, there's kind of like a bridge between the living and the dead. And the total amount that you have is relative to the level of health, of vitality, the level of energy, and the, the, the ability to do everything in your body. Now, every species on the planet, except humans, eat their food in a live, raw, healthy state. And when they do that, they absorb the enzymes within every meal that they have and the probiotics that are associated with that animal. So if I'm a tiger and take down zebras, I eat the entrails first, then I eat the carcass. Why? The enzymes and probiotics are in there. And also even in the muscle tissue, there's an enzyme called cathospin, which actually starts to break down the meat, the meat. If I'm a bear and I eat a salmon or I eat a blueberry, I get the enzymes, I get the bacteria within that organism. If I'm a horse or a cow, I eat, you know, the sprouted grass in the world, which is rich in enzymes and bacteria that it's associated with. It is natural and normal for every species on the planet to consume enzymes and bacteria with its food, which is associated with the food that it eats, whether it's a herbivore plant, a carnivore, it doesn't matter. Since the, the World War II, mm -hmm. when we, United States dropped the bomb, we moved away from hydrogen bombs to nuclear weapons, there was this leftover hydrogen, there was a, a population explosion of massive levels, Government said, how do we feed all these people? We went to monoculture farming run by agricultural boards. They threw out these things. They, they didn't do crop rotation. They didn't reconstitute the soil like they did for thousands of years. Right? They didn't have a fallow year and rotate the crops and plow the hemp into the soil to recon. They didn't do all that stuff. They stopped doing that because they had to make all this food. Eventually, the plants started to, they couldn't grow it fast enough. So they took all the leftover nitrogen, put it on the soil so they could grow the plants faster. What that did is cut the protein in the food and that got converted to enzymes in order to grow the plant that quickly. Then the plant didn't have as much minerals. The plant didn't have so much vitamins. The plants became weakened because they needed the protein to create the antibodies. The bugs started to eat the plants. So then they went, okay, what do we do now? Well, let's develop herbicides. Let's develop pesticides. Let's develop fungicides. And those interrupt the natural enzymatic activity of those bugs. That's how that kills them. Because if it disrupts the enzymatic activity in that organism, it dies, which leads you to the question. Well, if this chemicals, which are on my food, and my food doesn't have the nutrients in it, it doesn't have the enzymes in it, it doesn't have the bacteria in it. And now it's loaded with chemicals that are so disruptive to living organisms that it kills these little bugs. How much of this food do I need so it kills me? Well, guess what? A recent study showed that in the United States, 12% of the emergency hospital visits, emergency hospital visits 
are because of gastrointestinal issues. Wow. 12% of 12%. the original emergency. Yeah. A hundred percent of the population on any given day, like a hundred, excuse me, a hundred million people, a third of the population essentially, but 25% are suffering from some sort of digestive distress on any given day. 25% of those are on permanent prescription medications for the rest of their life. Many of which would exacerbate the problems or have side effects that could, that will have dire consequences later on. Then there's all the other people that aren't reporting it or whatever happens to be. So we have a serious crisis that is expanding exponentially because our food supply doesn't have enzymes and doesn't have probiotics and is adding all these chemicals and doesn't have the nutrients it had before. Thus, there's a rise of the supplement industry to bring this into our awareness, into our bodies. If we're health advocates, I don't know any great health advocate that isn't using nutritional supplements. I don't know one. Mm. Right. And so yeah. I so, use it all the time with clients. And, but as you say, it's to supplement, right? That's the, the key is in the word. It's to supplement what you're already doing. That's healthy. It's not a replacement, right. but you're right. You do need that boost because you just can't get everything yourself from food. So going back to your question, because that was a roundabout way, but I really believe it's important to set the context before you give the content. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is the context of the world that we've been living in for the last 80 years. And the reality is we, if you discont, if you use digestive enzymes and you discontinue, your body will continue to manufacture enzymes. However, your enzymatic pool will continue to decline. And so the goal of supplementing with exogenous enzymes or exogenous bacteria is to bolster what you are not getting from your diet because it's natural and normal for all species on this planet to get that their diet. But through cooking, you destroy all the enzymes. Chemicalization, you can destroy the enzymes. Radiation, antibacterial properties, kills the bacteria. All these things that were natural in nature to our food supply. So we have to put it back in. Interesting. Yeah, so the, what we're doing with um, with the enzymes and the probiotics is actually putting that back in. So in terms of, you've got obviously two products that help digest this, and I've been experimenting with both of these. So you have the Masszymes and then you have the Capex. And the Capex is designed primarily for people who are, take, who are on a lower carbohydrate or a ketogenic diet because it has extra lipase support, right, to help them break down the fats and assimilate that in, as energy in the mitochondria. Uh, hopefully I'm summarizing that correctly. Yes. Um, but I'd love you to sort of expand on that because basically, are you saying that we should be taking enzymes with every single meal to aid yes. in that process, even if we're eating something that's raw and organic? Yeah, I believe so. I think, I think there's benefits. I mean, I, I think it's always good to take a little a break for a week or so and mm. just see the difference. Cause what happens typically is most people will start using digestive aids. And they start feeling a lot better. Their food doesn't sit in their stomach. Their elimination's better. They, their skin starts to clear up. They're like, boy, I feel really great. Then you get used to it. And then you hear some lecture. Someone says, well, if you take two enzymes, your body will stop producing the digestive enzymes. Your body wasn't supposed to produce digestive enzymes in the first place. It's an adaptive response to an enzymatically deficient diet. That's what people don't get. And so well, your body even things has- like amylase in the saliva is an adaptive response. Yes. So for example, with animals, dogs, if you feed them a raw food diet, they, do, they don't develop, they don't develop amylase in their saliva. If you've put them on a pet food, which has sugars and carbohydrates and stuff, the body will then, the dog after a couple of weeks will start to manufacture it. And they'll also start to get all the diseases humans get. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting around pets. Mm. You, give, you wanna have fun, go give, go give your pet 
a capsule of Masszyme, spraying it on their food. You'll get, a, you'll get a really nice experiment of how well those things work. That dog or that cat is going to be on fire. Oh my God. I'm not trying it. I'm not trying it on my Labrador. His bottom's yeah. on fire as it is. <laughs> yeah. So, so give you an example um, with Capex per se, which is, um, and we have a whole host of digestive aids, uh, but Matt is a ketogenic guy. I'm a vegetarian. And people go, well, how do you guys run a company together? It's because yeah. we're dietary agnostic. We, I, I don't care what diet somebody follows. If it works for them, who am I to tell them it doesn't work? And we're actually working on a book to actually illustrate the principles of selecting the proper diet for you, independent of diet tribalism. Okay, and that's what it's evolved to. And what's been great about our relationship as business partners and as co-creators in this company is that we learn from each other's diet. I could not do a ketogenic diet. And the reason I couldn't is when my fat intake got above a certain point, the fat would come out in my stool. I didn't have the enzymes. Now, when I was competing, I didn't, as a vegetarian, and I realized I had to get all my enzymes from plants, I couldn't eat enough protein. So I de we developed a proteolytic enzyme to break down the protein so that I would be able to assimilate every amino acid that I was getting. Well, Interesting. So actually for vegetarians so, then, this is actually helping them get more protein from that food. So they're probably aware that they need to mix up their sources so that they get the full spectrum of amino acids. But what they might be missing is that without those enzymes, they're probably not breaking down all of that protein and getting the max fat value, right? Well, yeah, veg vegetable protein in particular is difficult to break down. But I would also say there's another problem with meat eaters, and that is undigested protein, which on a high protein diet, tends to putrefy in the intestinal tract and serves as fodder for, un, uh, for bad bacteria. So they have a, an issue of, of, of not breaking down all the protein into the amino acids. Vegetarians have an issue of not getting enough protein to break into the amino acids because it's hard to break down plant proteins. And so that actually solved two problems. Matt wanted to improve the energy performance, particularly in those first little while when people are de developing uh, Adapting, adapting to a ketogenic diet. There's a phase you go through and it's very mm. difficult for some people. I could never get through it. <laughs> and so, so, he's, so I said, come on, Matt, your, 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 your diet sucks for me. And he, of course, we want to win. And so he, we reckon, he went and did the research and he recognized that there were key enzymes that some people are devoid of, just like some people can't digest milk. He, he has okay. a trouble with A1 inflammatory proteins. I don't. Yeah. I couldn't break down certain fats. He could, but when we, when we add, when he figured out the, the four different types of lipases that people need to break down the different types of fats, just like we've got five different types of proteases to break down the different types of proteins. Well, guess what? I was now able to increase my fat intake above and beyond what I ever could before. And I didn't get the stool, the oil in my stool. So now I knew that I was actually breaking down and digesting that fats. I didn't have the weird sickly feeling that fats would make me have. I had too much fat. I didn't feel good. Well, I don't have that problem anymore. Now, I still use Capex, even though I'm not on a ketogenic diet. I use it for an energy booster because he also threw in some uh, bile stimulators. He puts a seven keto DHEA, which gives a little buzz to the, uh, to the mitochondria. He added um, a number of different things that shunt the fats into the mitochondria because sometimes it's a transport. So it could be a digestion issue. It could be a transportation issue or it could be a mitochondrial issue. The, the mitochondria being the furnace that burns things. So understanding the, the, the role of this whole thing um, 
you know, with carnitine and these various things that require bile salts, lipases. Of course, there's, we've got the proteases in there as well because people on a ketogenic diet tend to have, have eat a lot of meat or, or meat-based products. And so solving my problem, he also was able to improve the efficacy of the ketogenic diet. And we have guys like Dom D'Agostino, who's one of the top guys who does research for us and absolutely loves and advocates the product because he's like, you know what? You guys actually make really good stuff. And mm. uh, he's come on as a... a helping us out with some of our developmental stuff. So it's been great. I notice the energy when I take the K-Pax. When I take yeah. it in the morning in particular, um, yeah. because you can actually take it without eating as well, can't you? That's what, um, I, that's what I do in yeah. the mornings. I take it mm. five for me. It gives me really clean energy. Mm. Yeah, without the stimulation. Mm. Uh, it's great on fasting days. I use it uh, also on fasting days. I, I'll take it in the morning as my fasting thing. I think that Taking enzymes on a fasting day dramatically accelerates the results. That's the reason why fasting works. It frees up all the metabolic costs, which is estimated up to 70% of your enzymatic activities related to digestion. When you fast, you free up that enzymatic pool per se. And that's why I believe that fasting has such a long history of helping the body recover and repair because you're not spending your whole enzymatic bank account on digesting your food it's using that to heal your body and that's mm. uh that was my, our theory way back in the day because i've been fasting for 20 years and uh it's, it's been remarkable for me and the proteolytic enzymes if they're not being used in digestion can actually kind of break down build up of problems like say from excess workouts right in your connective tissue for example well, the, you know, I got some remarkable stories around that. So I, I said, so I'm a big believer in orthomolecular nutrition, which was founded by uh, Abram Hoffer, Dr. Linus Pauling, and Dr. David Hawkins, those three doctors, um, way back in the 70s. And they started treating all sorts of conditions, mental health conditions, everything with high level super physiological doses of nutrition. And inside of that, one of the protocols that they do is that you increase the dosage of something until you get the runs. This is called breaking the GI barrier. And so they would raise it up to that tolerance level, break the GI barrier, then titrate down, hold that level. And then when the GI barrier broke again, they would titrate down again. And this is to super saturate the body. I actually do an illustration of this in my course that I give away. You can, I'll give you a link to that laughter. It's called the bucket theory of nutrition. Watch that so you understand the mechanics of how that works. Well, I decided one day that well, I'm doing my fasting. Well, how many of these enzymes can I take before I get the GI barrier? Break the GI barrier. I got to a thousand. A thousand? In, in a day. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. And you still hadn't broken the barrier? And none showed up in my stool, oh my which meant my body was, abs was actually absorbing and utilizing all of these enzymes that I was consuming. There seemed to be no bank account. So Enzymes go into like no limit. Their enzymes go into a very unique category. I had another lady who had a, a, a scar on her shoulder and it was happened to a spider bite. It was a necrosis thing. She had a big thick scar. It was about two and a half, three inches long, maybe a quarter to a half inch thick. It was pretty well highly raised, had it for years. I said, I don't know, let's do some experiments. Let's give you these, let's give you these masszymes on an empty stomach because she couldn't, she was a acrobat, used to do the row, the, the silks and all that sort of stuff, but she couldn't because this shoulder was, had the adhesions built up from that scar. She wasn't able to do it for a year or so. So we gave her those 
Masan, we give her five on an empty stomach twice a day. And what would happen about 15 minutes later, her scar would get pink and red and kind of itchy. Well, we did this for over the course of nine months. At the end of the, by the end of the nine months, her, not only had her skin completely gotten flat, but it was almost the same color, so much that her three-year-old daughter was, she was holding her three-year-old daughter, and her daughter goes, Mommy, your scar's gone. That's extraordinary. Yeah, Isn't so, that? yeah. And, and which ones were you using? Were you using... Masons. Masons, okay. So do, yeah, can yeah. you explain the difference? When do you use Masons and when do you use KPEX? Yeah, so, so Masons is an enzymes for the masses. It's There's 17 different enzymes, five different types of protease. It's got amylase, it's got lipase, it's got... Uh, glucomyelase, it's got, it's got everything to break down virtually anything that anybody eats. <laughs> so it's really the all-in-one uh, enzyme. It was really expensive to make. It cost us way too much money. No one had ever done it before because I said, you can't make any money. We, did, we said, we don't care. We're making it for ourselves. And that became our foundational product. That's how that product, we've, we've optimized it uh, three different times now to make it even better. So it, today it's a little bit different than what it was, it's improved. That's the general enzyme. Capex is used particularly for energy in the morning or for people in that transitionary stage in a, on a ketogenic diet, or they, they wanna have a little bit of fat. So you can take maybe one capsule of that with your fatty meals. And if you wanna take it for energy, you take anywhere from two to five caps in the morning, because if you take too okay. much later in the day, you tend to be up at like one o'clock in the morning. So yeah. Yeah, I think I'll mm -hmm. read another book. And it's not a nervous system stimulation. I want to be clear. It's not like taking caffeine or too many nootropics or something like that. Don't get me wrong. We play around with all that stuff either. This is an energy that comes out of your meta metabolic system itself. And it, it, it's very transformative. And most people who experiment it, particularly in the biohacking community, when they take it, they love it. And it is absolutely world-class if you do it with a like a bulletproof style coffee mm. and yeah, all it's amazing it. i love it i love it in the morning it's yeah, such people, a great hack yeah, um, yeah. and i think it, the but the results on your website also say that it, you can get a kind of 10 to 15 percent uplift in terms of improvements in body composition right in terms of reducing body fat well that's a, that's a key aspect so i believe that one of the reasons that some people struggle to lose body fat is because they don't produce enough lipolytic enzymes to break down the fat tissue. Interesting. Okay, so there, there are pathways inside the body. We notice that this is something that we've noticed. So for people who suffer from neurochemical imbalances, they have, they have an inability, they might have anxiety and depression and stuff and be on medications. What we found is usually their gut health is off. In other words, their bacteria isn't breaking down the amino acids and converting them into the neuropeptide chains because there was, they didn't have enough protease, they didn't have enough hydrochloric acid, or they had a disbalance in their microbiome. Oftentimes they have all three. When they correct those and address the fundamental nutritional issues now that they can get into their system, many times they see significant improvements and sometimes eradicate those systems. I'm not making any claims. I'm just saying what, how did they get to that state in the first place? It was very common. So protein, inability to build muscle, inability to recover, often neurotransmitter issues. People who have trouble with carbohydrates, pre-diabetics, diabetics, um, trouble managing their blood sugar levels, what we often find is amylase with the, the, the enzyme that breaks down carbohydrates may be deficient inside that system. And then people who have a lot of skin problems per se, 
so psoriasis, eczema, uh, things that are involved in that lipo, lipid sheath that skin comes from, and also that's where fat goes, often have issues in their lipolytic enzyme areas. So breaking so down fat, they're, they're struggling correct, to break down Correct, because you're going to need those enzymes to convert the fats in your tissue. Now, now we're not making any claims that you take all this CAPEX and you're going to lose weight, but some people notice major differences. And it's not because it's, 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 it's not because it's changing your metabolic or your genetics, or it's not a fat burner per se. It's addressing the enzymatic pathway that isn't being, that for whatever reason is not working. It's like people who can't drink milk because they don't have yeah because they don't lactose. have any lactase yeah exactly we all you can take lactase yeah and and dr howe an enzyme in that book he said by the time you get to third generation of enzymatic deficiency which we are now fully into as a population we're you know the younger generation right now are the third generation here's what happened in all of his experiments number one they exerted strange sociological behavior number two a massive and rapid rise in genetic-based diseases. And number three, the inability to procreate. Mm. Now, let's look at the fertility clinics that's come up. Let's look at the rapid rise in genetic diseases that don't make sense if you're following genetic variances on an etymological level. And, and it, you just got to turn on social media and you know there's a lot of weird sociological behavior. That's <laughs> no, true. So what, so we have altered the species through technological innovation. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying we're in the process of mutation. Radiation and enzymatic transcription around our DNA are the two, are, are, the, are the mechanisms that that mutation happens. So it starts with the sun. It deals with the mitochondria and the energy production. And when we, when we change the energy productions, our cells will begin to mutate and as well as the electromagnetic frequencies, which impact our DNA. Kids today tend to be more tolerant to EMF radiation than say our grandparents. They're already starting to adapt to the mutation and there's unadapted, there's partially adapted and fully adapted. And we have a genetic experts that, that she works out all these genetic and epigenetical factors uh, in, in addressing what's happening in a mutation cycle. So I know this is kind of like way out of, you know, it might sound way out of field, but basically we try and go to the end. We're trying to find the best people in the world that know what they're talking about. We run a bunch of experiments and that's how, and then we develop products that potentially address. We have a lot of fails, but not everything works the way we hope it does. And, and mm, those sure, things never make it to market. They know that, you know, and that's the point of biohacking or biological optimization. We run experiments and then the ones that work, we put that into the working file <laughs> and then we keep going and then we keep working on improving keep working it. Keep working on the others. All and products. can children take these enzymes? Oh yeah, oh yeah, they just don't need as much. Okay, so. why, because their systems are working better or because they're smaller? They're smaller, you know, I, I do, one of my pet peeves, this one drives me crazy, is the RDA and these recommended mm. dosages that are, you know, put down from people who don't have a background in nutrition. Oftentimes people will trust their GP or a pharmaceutical periodical or whatever. It only stands to reason that a 300 pound football lineman in the NFL needs a different require of nutrients than a 95 year old, 82 pound grandmother. Yeah. Hello. It's like, oh. <laughs> he's literally so different three and a half times the size of this woman. 
yeah. maybe four times. <laughs> and his energy demands and his lifestyle is very, very different. But also the it's, RDA yeah. is only to avoid disease anyway, isn't it? It's not yes. for optimization. I think a lot of people get confused by that. They're like, why does my supplement have so many thousand percent of this supplement? And it's like, because it's, it's designed to optimize your physical and mental health, not avoid disease. Well, it's like I said, would you like to have uh, the basic income to get by or would you like to have a thousand times what you actually need? Yeah, exactly. You know, know, it's like, "Eh, it might be kind of nice to have a thousand times what I need. We'll see what we can do with that. Well, it sounds like from what you're saying, you can become an enzymatic millionaire anyway, because there's no limit to what you can take, um, which is really super interesting to me. Because I guess for people who have aches and pains and proteolytic enzymes have been used, haven't they, in this format, what would you say for somebody who maybe wants to cure those, would they be taking pretty high dose of these on an empty stomach so that they're not diverted to digestion? Yeah, super physiological dosages um, are great. Um, And you titrate up, you don't start. I don't recommend people take a thousand enzymes a day. Just so just to be clear, <laughs> but, it could be expensive. Yeah. I have hundred percent. I had to start a company um, in order to do those kind of experiments. <laughs> uh, Matt and I actually paid ourselves in supplements for 10 years. We didn't take any money. Uh, yeah. We just, because we just love the, we just, we just love, we just love the sport. We just love the sport of figuring this out. You know, we're way past our competitive athletic days. Um, so you know, it's it's just, this is our way of expressing ourselves as, you know, kind of creative mad scientists to figure out these things and, and, and share it to the world because we were both personal trainers. We loved it. We loved mm-hmm. helping people. We loved seeing those changes. We got addicted to it and our whole company's philosophy is built on that. So when, with individuals, I think there's a couple caveats and I put in another video about this and that's assembling your Jedi Council. Don't just go randomly shotgunning these stuff. I do believe that your journal is your number one thing to, 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 to track yourself so you can learn about yourself and you can correlate the scientific tests you do with how you feel and how you perform in your day-to-day life. That's mm-hmm. important and how you look, all those things. And I, you want to correlate the data, the, the quantitative data with the qualitative experience as a human. And I think if you're just one way or the other, you're missing about, I'm more qualitative guy. Matt's more a quantitative guy. I'm, I can tell you, I can literally walk by a supplement. This sounds wild. I can walk by a supplement shelf, just kind of kind of feel like this, and I'll instantly pick up this brand or this. I'm like, what's, the, what's this over here? And I get it. And sure enough, I get it out and I go buy it. And then I go do some testing. And I go, well, isn't that interesting? That's exactly what I need at this moment. And everybody has- but that's on an energetic level. I believe that we are energetic beings mm, with highly developed intuitive nature. Think of this. Mm. An animal knows that can go through the forest and it can, if it's sick, it'll eat the herbs that it's supposed to eat in order to fix its digestion. Or if you go to, you know, say you hang out with the pygmies, they know thousands and thousands of different plants. These what are considered primitive little people living in the middle of the jungle. They know all the plants, they know all the animals, they know what will kill you, they know how to build a house when it comes raining to provide this, all these different things. And we think of them as uncivilized. No, they're just interacting with a world that if you and I were dropped into that world, we'd probably be dead within a week. We could not survive because we haven't cultivated the intuitive levels. And as people who live in the city, it's important to cross correlate the quantitative data 
with the qualitative experience so that we learn to adapt and use our intuitional awareness as we navigate this wonderful thing called life on the big blue ball. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, I, it's, it's super interesting to me because I think that the whole kind of gut instinct as well and just um, even just your free, like you've mentioned a few times there in terms of like improving your frequency as a person that just makes and, and your vibration makes a huge impact. And I think that if you're um, digesting your food well, you're getting all those amazing nutrients and you're feeling more energized and then you've got positive thoughts, right? So positive food coming in, positive thoughts to go hand in hand with that. That just changes you on a biochemical level quite dramatically. Well, I'm a physicist by nature. Uh, one, ah. of my, one of my best friends was the, uh, the head of this, the Gottlieb Space Center. And we became friends in university for NASA, super genius. And I had an aptitude for physics. And so I see all food, everything we consume, all our thoughts as just frequencies and vibrations. And so if you let go of just a base chemical reactive component and look at the world as just different uh, vibratory frequencies of light, then one will start to recognize that your thoughts do matter and your feelings do matter because you're picking up on various frequency as a sending and receiving machine. And we need to tune in. So we use this in our language. You'll say, well, me and my partner are just a little out of sync. We need to get together and get on the same page. We, you know, we have, you go out for dinner and you sit down and you work out these things that you're, that are in discord. And what happened? And maybe what was making you feel off for a week can be resolved in an hour conversation. So I do believe that the quality of your life is determined by a couple things. One, how many difficult conversations that you're going to have in life. Two, is that if you can hold your opinions, however vigorously defend it, a little bit loosely so that they can be proven that you can improve them. And, and, and number three, to be, to be curious about to learn new ideas and new things. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think conviction loosely held is yes. definitely where I end up. I just think that works so well. Because I never believe, I never believe I'm right, right? I'm forever learning. There's always something more. Oh, I always believe I'm right. And I get proven <laughs> that I'm not all the time. <laughs> you know, I'm a very brilliant. passionate, energetic, direct, really, I have a lot of energy and power. Yeah. And I'm very, I have a loud voice. I'm a loud guy. I'm a kind of muscular guy. And so I get into these debates with my friends of opposing points and we vigorously go at it's it. And fun. I love, I love that because it, it hones and sharpens. And then we go away and I come back and I like, my friend here, Anthony is a very intelligent guy. And I'm like, you know, Anthony, I was thinking about what you said the other day. And, and you know, you made some points here, here and here, but here's the part that I still think you're flawed. And I come back and then he, and so we come back and, and it's like, we play another tennis match. And I think you want to surround yourself with people that can hit the ball back in your court. Yeah. And you got to stretch a little bit to make the play. For if sure. you're not then doing you that, you're, you're not really developing yourself as fully. And I think that one of the fundamental drives of humanity is for progress. It's not so much the outcome. The outcomes, you get the money, you get the prize, you get the trophy, you get the girl, you get the kids, you get the house, you get the thing, you get the status, the gold chain, the, whatever the hell it is that you want to get. It is never the thing that you get. Most of those are relatively hollow and empty. They're, they feel good for a, a minute, an hour, a day or whatever, and then it's gone. It's the process of going to that, to becoming that person mm. that can achieve that or have that or experience that 
that is the real journey of life because it all ends in the dirt. We all die. We, we all end. And it's, and, and the question is, is how am I going to live while I'm here and how, uh, how, what is the quality of that life? Cause I don't always can guarantee when the finish line, when I cross the finish line. Yeah, that's so true. How can you kind of live and love and matter, right? All at once. Yeah. Brendan um, Richard, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just think he sums it up so well. He's beautiful, um, man. Beautiful man. Mm. So I want to, before, before you go, I do want to talk to you about your magnesium because I've tried a lot of magnesium and yours is super interesting because it has these seven different forms and I have definitely observed a difference. So I'm um, somebody who is, I guess, pretty agnostic about a few things unless I really notice a difference and definitely like the capex has really stood out in terms of energy. And for me, the magnesium seems to make me much calmer and more relaxed. I really notice a difference in that. Um, can you explain more? Because you've obviously chosen seven different forms. We don't know which ones we're deficient in. Um, most people talk about magnesium needing to end in an eight of sorts for it to be a good form. You have quite a few eights. <laughs> I don't need to name. But can you kind of explain to those listening about your magnesium? Yeah, I'm just going to there. I just got to take care of something. That's on. Yes. This has saved my life. Um, a number of years ago, I was going, quote unquote, for the breast. I'm a hard driving guy. And I was running three businesses simultaneously while um, getting into almost contest condition as a, as a, as a late 40s guy, um, living in a foreign country. Uh, under extreme level of press because one of my businesses, I had a very difficult situation with a person that was very hard to get out of. And so I decided that I would just triple down and work nonstop. And I didn't take a day off, I think for a couple of years. And I was working anywhere from 10 hours on a low day to 15 on a long day, average day, 12 hours. So get up, do my exercise, do my fitness, sit and work till dark, finish and got, and, it, and it was really intense. And, um, I got myself into trouble. I got, I, I blew out my adrenals. I was using uh, stimulants to keep myself up and keep myself going high amounts of caffeine and some harsh nootropics and stuff. And, um, this process, did you not find what I found when I, I mean, I suffered with burnout really badly too, but did you not find like now that I know the difference and have come out the other side and gone full circle back, did your creativity not suffer through? Oh yeah. Everything yeah. suffered. My relationships suffered. my creativity, my brain. Yeah. To, but you're creative because you can almost, your productivity goes down, doesn't it? But you are white knuckling it and you're getting shit done, but you're not as creative and inventive. I find like the magic goes when you walk in every area of your life. Yeah. And Matt hooked me up to a neurofeedback brain machine on my, oh, to okay. look at my brain. Cause, I, cause we sat down he says, well, how are you doing? I said, I, I, I'm living in hell, dude. And I, I'm the most optimistic power, like, you know, positive guy you ever met. Like, I'm really that way. And, and it was like, it was like living in hell. And uh, he looked at my brain and I had no energy in my brain. I was, I had the brain energy of a seven year old man. I was just fried. And I got some testing with my Jedi council and my naturopathic doctor said, dude, you are in like critical level, low levels of magnesium. And I thought, well, I've taken some magnesium, but all right. Well, I'm, and, and what I, I'll, just, I'll reveal why that was in, is in a little bit here, why I was deficient, so deficient in magnesium. But so I had, 
attended a seminar with Dr. Charles Poliquin a few years before. Okay. And for those who don't know, they called the Strength Sensei, and he coached gold medalists in 27 different sports. That's an incredible accomplishment, plus That's the incredible. who's who professionals were. Yeah, very smart man. And one of the secrets that he said that he allowed for his Olympic athletes was giving them different types of magnesium for different parts of the body to assist in the recovery from such extraordinary levels of training. And I went, oh, I've cooked my nervous system, just like a high-performance athlete. What if I start taking all these different magnesium? So I went back to my notes and I started going, and then I started doing research and Matt's doing research. And we started finding all these different magnesiums. And there, I don't know how many there is. There's like 20 something, 25 or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to buy them all. So I bought them all. <laughs> That's how we think. As you did. <laughs> and we started. Did you We're push take- this to, to the... Uh- the gut 100%. barrier as well. <laughs> 100%. In full on disaster we, pants. <laughs> exactly. So we take, we take this magnesium in divided dosage, chart it, see when we got the runs. Then we would okay. take the next magnesium and we chart it to do the run. So then we, we narrowed it down to what we felt were the seven best magnesiums. And then we started mixing those in combinations and dosages. And it's, it, it's so it's a systematized approach which very slow and cumbersome, but I was feeling the benefits and, you know, it worked out that I was using a combination of about five different, uh, five grams a day in my worst one. I was using five grams a day to, to alleviate the symptoms of my burnout. And I got this kind of nice euphoric Zen state after a couple of months, I was like, man, Mm. I went from hell to Zen. This is amazing. All on magnesium. This is amazing. All, all on magnesium. I did, I did take some B vitamins as well because as a vegetarian, I had to really load up on my B yeah, vitamins. Yeah, I bet. And I had, to, I had to cut out one of my businesses too. I got rid of one of the businesses. Okay. That was the other key accident because I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I can't supplement my way out of the bad lifestyle. I had to get yeah, rid of that sure. business and I, and I did and it was painful and devastating. I ended up losing a relationship out of it as well. So the costs were high. Right. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, I was engaged and that went out the window and fair enough. So I made those mistakes. Um, but when we figured it all out, then we worked it all out. And then we said, okay, we want to put all these ends. Like, I'm so tired of all these bottles. It's so expensive. Let's see if we can put these in one capsule in the ratios that we've worked out. Well, God, I found out why no one had done this. Because when it says magnesium citrate or magnesium aspartate or whatever it happens to be, glycinate, whatever, whatever happens to be, that's an attachment, which is going, the, the, the eight, if you will, is, is a molecule that's hooked to the magnesium, which will allow it to be absorbed by some places and not absorbed by others. But it also changes the size of that molecule in order to stabilize it. Now, here's the problem. Each one of those magnesiums is a different size. And if you're trying to put it through a machine to make it come out of the machine, the machine will jam up because they all coagulate together. They don't run like sand. They end up like gravel and then they all sit in the machine and the machine breaks. So nobody had done this. And I'm like, well, we're going to figure it out. So they're like, well, you can add chemical flow uh, 
excipients, which are flow regulators. And that's why you see products, low-grade products with like magnesium stearate and oh, yeah. calcium dioxide and all these kind of things that are in there. And you're like, why, why, why are all these yeah, things? Why are they they're, not? They're, they're made to make that stuff flow through the machines. And I'm like, we're not using that stuff. So we had to find a guy that was an, an expert in magnesium. We had, to get the, we had to get a guy that was an expert in nozzles and that sort of stuff. And we had to put this together to get this to the thing that we could actually make this work without using the chemical agents that were at Floyd. We got it in the caps and then the caps all broke. So we had to get specialized caps for it. Anyways, long story short, we figured it out. We put it on there. It's like, yay, we solved the problem. We've got this magnesium. Hey, let's turn it out to world. We know that 80% of the population is deficient in magnesium. We'll put it out there, see what happens. We were not prepared for what happened. The testimonials of people, oh, my, I'm not having muscle twitches. I'm sleeping now. My sex life is better. I mean, it got crazy. I was like, how is that even possible? And what, what it is, it's flipping. When, when people live in a digital world, we have an actual higher burn rate yeah. of magnesium because of the electromagnetic frequencies, the mm -hmm. blue light that serves off our circadian rhythm. So we're on fight or flight more and more and more and more. So and more we're using it. way more magnesium than we ever were before, aren't and we? It's, That's the thing. Yeah, and we're depleted in it. So we need to adjust our nutrient supplementation for the lifestyle that we're living in a highly electromagnetic, frequently digitally dependent blue light world. That's all. And so we built, a, not only did we build a product, we actually built a program that we give people say, hey, look, going back to the bucket theory, here's how you titrate up with the dosages, get to your maximum dosage, stay there, and then titrate down to get your optimal. And that's the bucket theory. The bucket theory is your burn rate is the hole in the bucket. The bucket is how much you have of that particular product. And what you want to do is you want to fill the bucket up full, and then you only have to put in what you're losing, but now you know what it feels like to have a full bucket. Okay, so you fill first. Okay, so if you're taking it then on, on the um, magnesium, you can take it to bowel tolerance. What you're saying is you can't actually overdose it. Your body will tell you when you've reached your limit. Tolerance. Tolerance. Okay. And that's going to be for most people, it'll on the low side, it'll be a one and a half grams. On the high side, it'll be five or six. That's what we've experienced so far. Most how much people, is in each capsule that you're? Uh, okay. Yeah, so two caps is 500 milligrams. So, okay. so what I, most people, what I suggest right, right out of the gate, usually two, if you're a woman such yourself, one capsule, three times a day, then up it to maybe two capsules in the morning, one and one, and then two and two, and then two, two and two, and just kind of go up okay. until you get that point. That's the runs. And I would suggest do it in divided dosages because the dosage per time matters, okay. right? Matters in so far as the absorption. Well, for example, if I was to, yeah. So for example, if I was to take three grams all at once, I might get the runs. But if I take three grams and divided mm -hmm. dosages, I could probably absorb it all. Because again, we want to fill up that bucket without spilling over the size. Yeah, yeah. So if somebody's taking straight off the bat, then they're taking two, they're not getting any gastrointestinal upset. No. What's that down to? That's just because the dose isn't yet high enough. Yeah, well, here's what it will it'll take longer time to fill up the bucket. It might take you a year to fill up the bucket. So I'm like, hey, let's fill up the bucket as fast as possible. Let's, okay. get, let's get to the Zen zone. Yeah, let's, get yeah, to the calm, yeah. let's get to the good sleep. Let's get to the relaxed muscles. Let's get there. Mm. And then from there, you might only need one or two caps a day after that point. 
And do you always recommend continuing? Because I've I've read some studies that say that magnesium, um, in terms of the Krebs cycle, that it peaks around mid- midday. So a lot of people only take magnesium at night. Do you always recommend having it available so it's morning and night? I I divide mine up throughout the day. Okay, three but times. I, I'm not going to be the expert on mm. someone else's physiology. I think what I encourage everybody to do is to experiment themselves. Uh, work with your Jedi Council, which is mm-hmm. the, the professionals in your life who are giving the feedback that you need to give you some empirical feedback about the crazy ideas you have or the ones that make sense and can do some testing around you. And then watch it. I do suggest if you really want to get granular, the spectrocell test to determine how well you absorb particular uh, vitamins and minerals and what ones that you're deficient in. And I think it's the gold standard. It's a, good one to do, yeah. it's a great one. And I use that one. And, and that's what indicated that I needed some B vitamins uh, and I needed some magnesium, particularly B6. We actually put B6 in the, in the formulation with humic and fulvic acid as well, because humic and fulvic acid is, is what plants convert uh, minerals into biological matter. And so mm-hmm. we added that as well. And we, we noticed an improvement in the absorption when we did that. Oh, interesting. Because I see it when I test a lot of people. I do a lot with genetics and I look at people's DNA and often to do with their methylation, there is an increased need for B6. Yeah, Yeah, that comes up a lot. Really Um, common, really mm, common. Really common. I think people don't realize and it's such a simple fix, isn't it? Because when you start taking things like bees and magnesium, you notice a massive difference in energy already. And as you say, if you're using some enzymes to really get the maximum from your food, I'm the magnesium. I'm going to give you a little testimonial here. Please, My 13 year old seeks it out that's how i know how good it is because it's not just me so for him you know we were talking about things on an energetic level but i think that when a teenager goes specifically to find something and is upset when we've run out that tells me it works right because he is feeling that 100 percent, and that's beautiful that's a beautiful story i love i love it that your kids Mm. are doing this stuff now what a great thing yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're That's very beautiful. That's beautiful. They That's have to beautiful. live with it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay, amazing. Well, I think we touched on um, on pretty much everything there. I guess my last question is because we didn't we didn't touch on this with the enzymes. Is have you had testimonials and, and feedback in terms of people solving acid reflux? So many people I know in America, but also in the UK are taking these um, proton pump inhibitors. Oh God! And sometimes it's obviously not enough. Um, acid but then when they're taking that it's lowering it even more what have have you seen results with the mass zymes for example and um, reflux you know the biggest result that most for for most people on that yes i do but i i would i would go to hydrochloric acid first Mm. so there's two main reasons why people get acid reflux number one is is a physiological issue and that is they have a hiatal hernia which is pushing up and pushing the stomach, the lower part of the stomach up. And when hydrochloric comes, acid comes in 30 to 60 minutes after you have a meal, which it's supposed to, that acid is pushing up and popping the flap open yeah. and the acid's filling up. That's a small percentage of the population. So if you have acid reflux, get checked for a hiatal hernia, particularly if you're older. Which can Next, actually be solved medically as well, can't it? Yeah, you can yeah, have yeah, surgery yeah, to... They do surgery fix and fix that. They do surgery yeah. and fix it, right? They did that with my dad. He had, I was like, we were trying to fix his acid reflux. I'm like, I'm giving him things. It's not fixing. I said, dad, go, you got a hernia. Go yeah. get it checked. He gets a check. Guess what? He's got a hernia. So, so we fixed it and, and that was it. It was, it was fine. Um, 
But what happens is as we get older, we produce less hydrochloric acid. One of the reasons is most people are chronically dehydrated and you need water to actually make hydrochloric acid. It's kind of funny how that is. But the second thing is, is when you don't produce enough hydrochloric acid, what happens is food, you masticate it, it goes in the upper cardiac portion of the stomach. The enzymes present are supposed to break down that food. That's why you take enzymes before your meal because that's, we're supposed to naturally get it in that warm temperature and the heat and, and, and that environment starts breaking it down. And then hydrochloric acid comes in to disinfect the food and to change the pH, which activates some enzymes and deactivate others and the various pH ranges. That's why we have pH range in, in proteolytic enzymes that work in a lot of different pH ranges from two to 12. Okay. Okay. Where plant, for example, animal-based enzymes will only work in a very narrow pH range and they're not, not going to be active. Mm -hmm. So Though, but the hydrochloric acid, if you don't have enough, which is very common after the age of 35, your food starts to ferment and the gas is released in the flap that it's called the uh, esophageal sphincter stays open. And when it stays open, some of the acid will splash up. You have some and it will splash up. So, and, and then the doctor says, oh, we'll give you a proton pump. Well, if you look at the medical literature on it, you're only supposed to be on a proton pump for four to six weeks. And people are taking it for years. That's the thing. For years. And, and, yeah. and, and you see, the other thing about hydrochloric acid is it's what disinfects from parasites and bacteria and viruses. It's an essential part of our immune system. And you have low tops and you're taking a proton pump. Now you're sending undigested proteins in the intestinal tract to putrefy and feed bad bacteria, which can cause brain fog and all sorts of dis-ease. And then you you're, you're, you're open to pathogens, bacteria, you're open to parasites, you're open to all these things, you don't have enough hydrochloric acid. And your food is, is, is it digested and broken down properly. So now you're getting less and less, that's the thing. So for most people, by the time they get to low hydrochloric acid, they're also got an upset microbiome and they also have a low enzyme count in their food. So what I suggest to them, to, you know what? Start with this, take enzyme, take a couple of caps of enzyme before your meals. How long take, before do you recommend is optimal? Just, for I, you can just take, just, just take it before. Oh, just, literally just, just as you're about to eat. Yeah, I have little, we, we give out little containers that you can put in your pocket, a little small container. You can just carry that with you, right? When you go to dinner or whatever it happens to be, you pop that out, take, a, take three caps or whatever before a big meal. And then when you're done, take a hydrochloric acid cap before you go to bed, take a probiotic or some people who don't want to do all that. They just take all three. It's not quite as effective, but it's a lot more convenient. They take all three, the enzymes, the hydrochloric acid, and the P3M, they put it all in once with their meal and they don't even worry about it. And if your digestion, oh, optimally, you would suggest taking your probiotics at bedtime. Co correct. Away that from food. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like the P3OM at night because it'll go through the whole body. It's a transient strain mm. where the, um, like our gut flora products. Um, so the Cognibiotics works differently as well as the leaky gut, which repairs the leaky gut farm. We actually have PhDs in biofilm and we've been able to prove that our products actually repair biofilm, um, which wow. is, a yeah, it's yeah, really it's cool. Impressive. It's a, yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah. So those ones you would take maybe in the morning on an empty stomach, but the, P the P3M I like at night, but you can take it all at once, especially if you're suffering the enzymes, the hydrochloric acid and the, and the probiotics. Just take, just take it right at that meal. Do that for a week or so, maybe two weeks. If the, if the person's digestion isn't feeling remarkably better, if not perfect, let us know. We just give you your money back. 
Yeah, because it works that well. Because either it's that or, as you say, there's an anatomical issue and they've got a higher hernia. Exactly. And so we always de-risk everything. Uh, one of our things is, look, we make premium price products. I, I, we, we don't apologize that for that. We, it's a very, very low margin, but we make products that work. We also know that people have a limited budget. They only have so much money they can spend. So they can reach out to us uh, with their customer support line. Our team is all well-versed and any question that, that they can't answer goes to me. Uh, I've actually answered over 8,500 questions now for the company, uh, for people around the world. So it goes all the way right to me. And if I can't answer it, I will direct the person to someone that can. Okay. If it's a, a serious medical condition or something like that, which I'm not a doctor, but if they try our products from what we suggest and it doesn't work, we just give them their money back and say, Hey, thanks. Mm -hmm. It tried. Thank you for taking a chance. We're willing to do that. And, and, it, and, it, and it's a great relationship built on yeah, trust. For sure. and, and you know what? We, of every, I know hundreds of people who run supplement companies, we have the lowest refund rates of any company of anyone I know. I'm, I'm sure, because they're so, I find them so effective. That's the thing. So yeah. I, but the fact that you offer that just is testament to how effective they are because you're willing to give them back. So, so on that, there's, there are three probiotics that you do then, because I think I have the Cognibiotic. Can you just literally just touch on those then? So yes. Yeah, the we'll send, we'll, and I'll send you some more. Talk to my <laughs> team. Just send me your email. I'll, I'll give you some more. You can play with it and, and let me know how you like. So we have a leaky gut guardian, a vegetarian version and a carnivore version. Okay. And those are designed, the probiotics that, and, and the, uh, we use a product called IGY Max which has been proven to, it's a patented product that has been shown to build biofilm. We have PhDs in a university running these tests to demonstrate it uh, and the combination of probiotics that help repair that. So that's a format. I like the vanilla one. It tastes kind of like vanilla icing. It's really good. I just eat it right out of the can. <laughs> like I just take okay. a scoop every, I just take a scoop in the morning uh, before I eat it. What is it, like really a powder? It's like a powder. It tastes like okay. rice. It tastes, it tastes great. I haven't had the carnivore one. Matt likes it. I don't know. It's got that's has because that has uh, bone broth in inside it and collagen. So I don't use that one. And this uh, one is called the leaky gut garden. That's the leaky gut garden. It's a combination of probiotics and the factors that build the biofilm. The biofilm, yeah. Right. Cognibiotics is a combination of the bacteria that produce the neurotransmitters in the brain mixed with a uh, concoction of Chinese herbs developed by a uh, neuroscientist who is an expert in Chinese medicine. And Poliquin was the first guy to, to determine that Chinese medicine, they could find a never a, a connection to Western medicine until they matched the elements with the brain's neurochemistry, the chem neurochemical dominance. And so this Chinese expert had used this in neurofeedback uh, he's a PhD in, in neuroscience. And he said, yeah, these herbs work really well. And we had done some research and said, well, these bacteria have been shown. And we believe that the, there's a large part of the population that can't make the neurotransmitters in. So what if we combine the Chinese herbs with the bacteria in a, in a capsule that we could take? And so we did. And I take those in the morning too. Some people like to take them at night. Depends on how your cycle works, right? Like, you know, like there's- Empty stomach you take in the morning or with food? I take it with food in the morning. Like I, I, what I do is I take my, my, my leaky gut. I take my magnesium. I take my cognibiotics. I take all my, my, uh, P, uh, I take my, um, 
primogen vitamin and minerals, because we actually just did some experiments really that if you take the vitamins and minerals with your probiotics, they grow and respond faster. We've, we're going to release this data. We're going to release this data. They, they actually work better. We're, we're doing stuff like we're blasting them with EMF waves. We're giving them like, like we're doing all these crazy experiments. It's really fun. It's like, well, what happens if we do this? What happens if we throw these herbs in with it? What happens if we throw this toxin in it with like, and see what happens. How and fascinating. It's, it's, it's really cool. Like there's yeah, a whole- Yeah, it's really cool. I'm sure there might be these little bacteria living there and like, what if the gods throw at us this time? I don't know. <laughs> Who <laughs> you know, is this crazy person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. But the bottom line is it's really fun. And uh, we've learned these things. And then we had the pethrum, which was our patented probiotic. Basically, we took L. plantarum, which is a very robust bacteria, threw it into a toxic soup. Then uh, that would kill it all. But we ran a sine wave through the soup. So th there was a very few amount of them that would survive. And those survivors, we grew them on very specific mediums so that they became super bacteria. And then they had qualities. And I can't even say what the qualities are under the things, but you can look up the patent. The patent is on our website. Look up the patent and what it does. Interesting. It's a proteolytic probiotic, which is yeah. very unusual. It wipes very out the protein, but it's got these properties that in today's world are extremely valuable. And since I've taken that product, I've been using that product now for... 16, 17 years. I have Daily. not been, yeah, I've not been sick wow. in 16 or 17 years. And this is the P? P301. P301. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've tried that one. I'm going to try that one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We'll send very you Very interesting. Some. Thank you. I, I've enjoyed experimenting with them actually, but I mean, I was buying some of them before anyway, because I was really curious to try them. I'd heard so much. And the gluten guardian, I think is good when you just want to have that pizza. It's, sometimes uh, it's good sometimes I, you just got to indulge right <laughs> uh i think it was freud that says sometimes a cigar is just a cigar and sometimes <laughs> a bowl of pasta or a pizza is just a bowl of pasta or pizza so gluten guardian is an enzyme that breaks down that gluten coating that causes so much problem for people so yeah we're just real world solutions for people so that they can get on with their life and and not worry about digestive distresses it's very, very cool. And also optimize what they're getting from their food as well. You're just kind of enhancing it all. Thank you so much, Wade, for coming on and sharing all of that today. I'm hugely grateful to you. Um, you've taken so much time and really kind of shared all your extensive knowledge and a lot of love. So thank you. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure anytime. And before you go, can you just tell everyone where can they find more about you, more about by optimizers? I know you have a huge amount of resources on your website, but also on social. Where are the best places to connect with you guys? Well, if you go to um, www.bioptimizers.com slash Angela, you will get uh, my free 10%. course, the awesome health course and 10% off. Just put Angela 10 on any of our products. Um, you can reach us on Bioptimizers, Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of stuff. My team forces me to make posts here and there and everything because I'm a <laughs> social media idiot, but they're great. And uh, we do all sorts of fun stuff over at Bioptimizers so we can follow along. And, and, and of course, we give the course away for free. Um, it's a whole 84 days, 12-week course. And where I took five to 15 minute videos, I give the whole philosophy of how to incorporate a philosophy and where to direct your time, energy, and money. And we don't even get to nutritional supplements till like the sixth module. Okay. 
Yes, amazing. So, I think I've received yeah. your emails. They're, they're amazing. So I definitely recommend people sign up to that. Um, they get so much value from it. And I think people need this more than ever at the moment. We're under so much strain, not just from things like EMF, just we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? People's stress levels are high. They're depleting their systems of all these vital minerals and nutrients. So um, definitely go and check that out. So it's bioptimizers.com forward slash Angela. You got it. Amazing. Amazing. I will link to all of that in the show notes. And thanks once again for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources, and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body, and lifestyle.